Hi, this is Mary Kay's Positivity Podcast. I'm a yoga and meditation teacher and life coach. I'm also author of several self-help books. Mary Kay's Positivity Podcast is about strategies to think positively every day. We will cover relationships, positive energy, the power of attraction, and how to mindfully experience each day so that you can become your best self. Today, my guest is Wendy Marks. She's a medical intuitive, integrative therapist, and rehabilitation counselor. With over 30 years of extensive knowledge in both traditional and non-traditional therapies, and she's extremely helpful when dealing with a chronic illness and has extensive experience helping people improve their physical, mental, and spiritual health. So I'm really excited to talk with her today because the gift she has is extremely rare and her work very valuable as a healer. So thanks, Wendy, for joining me today. I'm so happy to be here. Thanks. So someone described you to me as a human MRI. So how did you first discover your gift? I was about two years old or a little bit older, and my grandmother was taking a plane back from Boston to New York City where we lived, and I had this incredibly strong feeling that she shouldn't take the plane. So I climbed up on a chair, got her phone number down, called her, and the plane that she had planned, that she had planned to take had birds fly into the, fu- the, fu- the engines and actually crashed. Wow. So she came back and said to my mother, I guess she's got it, which is how my family referred to any psychic gift that anybody had. Then specifically, I started, always had seen into people's bodies, didn't know it was weird. Right, because you didn't know any different. <laughs> I didn't know any different. And then I came to understand that it wasn't, that everybody couldn't do it. Right. So did you always, because as a child, it's hard to understand the gift. Uh, so did you often just blurt out things that you saw in people or did you keep it to yourself? That's such an interesting question. My family actually was very accepting of this because about half of us have some sort of psychic abilities, even though we didn't talk about it in public. And my family would actually ask me to diagnose things, which was probably grossly inappropriate. <laughs> what did she did. Yeah. Well, because, and it came to a head when my mother's friend had a lump in her breast, and my mother said, can you look at Ronnie's breast? And I said, it looks like something that's moving and growing. And that was when she, Ronnie turned completely white and was all upset. And I realized at that age, I was probably around seven or eight, that this was not something I should just blurt out. So for many years, I was closeted about it. And I went to school and did traditional stuff and really tried to really hide it. And then I reached a point where I could no longer do that. Right. So, um, you know, when people feel unhealthy and desperate for answers, they tend to try anything and sometimes losing a lot of money. What should we look for for a medical intuitive? How can you differentiate from the frauds out there? Oh, that's such a great question. I think that the biggest thing that I would look for is actual medical training and knowledge. 
because if somebody doesn't know what they're looking at, even if they have abilities, then it's kind of useless. One of the things that I do is continue. I trained as a rehab counselor, which is nobody knows what it is. It's half medical and half psych. Mm -hmm. And my internship was with a doctor and also with a psychiatrist both. We had two internships. And so I learned about medical stuff. I continue my education into medical issues, try to keep myself updated on current things, and also research extensively drugs that people are on when they come to me because I need to understand Western medicine as well as, as, well as alternative and herbal medicine. Mm-hmm. So you also do energy medicine. Can you tell us a little bit about what energy medicine is? Yeah, it always amazes me that it works. I'm like, this is amazing stuff. This right. is so weird and so cool. To me, looking into somebody's body feels very normal, mm-hmm. but <laughs> <laughs> energy medicine I, is really amazing. I, I trained in massage when I was young, and I trained in shiatsu and all of those sort of traditional stuff, and then I took Reiki and chias and some other of the energy medicine techniques. And it was amazing to me that people got better. I mean, it's not quite touch healing, but you're channeling whatever you want to call it, God's light, the universe, through your body and out through your hands. And that is so powerful and really helps people heal. And once I got over it feeling like magic, I just could really know it was real because my hands would get really hot and that people would feel the energy coming into them. Wow. So it's it's amazing stuff, and I honestly just know that it's channeling, just like I can channel information as a medical intuitive. It's the same thing. I'm a radio. That's what I tell people. I'm a radio. I download the information, and then it comes out. That's interesting. When I first tried Reiki, I really couldn't, didn't believe it. I was like, how could this possibly work? And then someone did Reiki to me and it felt like a full body massage. And she said, oh, I didn't even touch you. (laughs) So there is something to this. It's really fascinating. So that's an interesting uh, question. Do you ever get a download about someone and feel like you should tell them like a stranger or do you keep it really to yourself? And Right. That's part of the reason that I stopped practice, stopped doing it when I was young and, and went to traditional medicine and, and psych fields. And then an incident occurred, which was actually kind of tragic. My business partner at the time, and I don't want to go into too much detail because it would make her identifiable, I saw that she had breast cancer. So I didn't know what to do because I have always had the rule that I don't say anything to anybody about this stuff because it's invasive and it's an invasion of their privacy and it's a boundary violation unless I'm asked. And that's how I was trained as a therapist. You don't do things for people or to people unless they ask you to. Mm -hmm. But I was really worried. So I came in to the office and said, let's get a mammogram. Let's go together. And she looked at me and said, what did you see? Oh, no. Oh, no. That's what you really did her a, yeah. a big service. Well, so, but she was not happy about it, and it ended up destroying our relationship because she felt so uncomfortable about it. Uh-oh. Gosh, that's too bad. Even though she did have breast cancer and had successful surgery, and is fine. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Now, it's a fine line. It is hard to know what to say. I mean, sometimes they shoot the messenger, but I still think it's important. Well, that's why it's so important not to tell anybody anything unless they ask. It's a contract. Right. 
Good like point. everything else in life, it's a contract. You, rela- you know, your relationships, your contracts, everything's a contract. Right. People, whether it's spoken or unspoken, but in this case, when somebody comes in for an intake, they are asked, do you understand that this is advice? You should check it out with your medical doctor before you do anything. I have a lot of disclaimers, and it's permission. I, I ask permission to look. Right. So what are some of your client success stories? Like, what do people oh. come to you with? My favorite. I have a favorite. Okay. I love it. (laughs) I have a favorite. This woman came to me, and she was the owner of a trucking company, which is very unusual all by itself. Right. And she's about 60, and she was this cute little Italian lady with the, like, really sprayed down hair. Mm -hmm. And and I just fell in love with her instantly. And she left the hospital AMA because her son was getting married in New Hampshire, and for some reason, she said, about two weeks ago, her blood pressure, which had always been normal, spiked up to like high 200s, crazy numbers. They put her in the hospital. They threw all these meds at her. Nothing worked. And she walked out of the hospital because she said, I don't think there's anything wrong with me. I think this is there's another reason for it. And had I don't know how she had gotten my name and came into my office. I took one look at her and I said, did you have an accident in the past few weeks? And she goes, yeah, I was rear-ended. And I said, okay, I'm calling my friend who's a chiropractor right now, and I'm going to give him specific instructions. This is related to the accident that you had, and what's happening is that you're having a nerve pressure and also some pressure on your whole venous system, and that's what's causing this. You don't have anything wrong with you that won't be fixed by an adjustment. So... You need to go there immediately. I'm going to call him and see if he can take you right now because it's dangerous to run those blood pressure levels, but you're fine. Oh, so wow. that's a great. <laughs> I called up my friend and I said, can you take her now? This is really an emergency. She's AMA out of the hospital and she has a wedding. And he took her and after two treatments, her blood pressure was back to normal. She went to the wedding. And the punchline is I had said, will you let me drive an 18-wheeler if I figure it out? <laughs> <laughs> You've always wanted and, to drive an 18-wheeler. <laughs> yeah, I did. And she said, only in the parking lot. And I said, because of my insurance. And so I got to drive an 18-wheeler in the parking lot. That's hysterical. That is so funny. Well, you know, someone had told me that doctors are great with acute illness. You break a leg, you have cancer. But when something's chronic and you can't figure it out and you have the same symptoms, headaches or hair falling out or whatever, um, do a lot of people come to you with typical symptoms? Right. She was actually just a fun story. But the point that's raised by her story Mm -hmm. is that the silo existence in Western medicine, everybody's in a silo. Everybody, if you go to a cardiologist, they only look at your heart. Nobody said to her, did anything else happen in your life that could have caused this? So nobody practices general medicine anymore. My daughter wanted to insult me and said, Mom, you're like an old-fashioned general practitioner. I said, thanks. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Thank you. But you're absolutely right about chronic versus acute. One of the things I say when when somebody asks me to speak, I say, if I'm shot, take me to Mass General, man. I want to go there. Right, (laughs) right. right. You know, if you have an acute injury or an acute illness or something like that, or God forbid, really need an antibiotic, although we overuse them, that's another discussion, you need to go to Western medicine. 
But for chronic illness, Western medicine is terrible. I get a lot of people with autoimmune disease. I get a lot of people with chronic gastric stuff. Mm-hmm. I get a lot of people with chronic headaches, chronic everything. And and Western medicine, if they're a woman, they tell them it's psychological, please take a pill. I know, it's amazing to me, like how many misdiagnoses our families had even. And I remember my daughter in high school, ninth grade, she had cramps and they were like, get on the pill. So that's masking something else. So... Right. And making people go away and be quiet. And I understand it. I'm not all judgy about doctors in that way. But oftentimes they treat the symptoms you're raising. The most important point, and I think it's really important for your listeners, something that just treats the symptoms and people should ask when they go to a doctor, is it going to fix the problem? Right. The most egregious one is, is, in my opinion, is Prilosec, and all of its kin, and now it's over the counter, that basically stops your body from producing digestive juices. So yeah, if stuff's burning, it's going to stop, but you're not going to digest your food, you're not going to get your nutrition, and all these other bad things are going to happen. Mm-hmm. But it does get you out of pain. Right, <laughs> right, right. It's, either, it's not, They miss the root of the problem, which... I, which would heal everything quickly, Hearing, seeing the big picture. Can you diagnose yourself, or is that much harder? <laughs> <laughs> you should have said, or my children. <laughs> um, <laughs> they're probably not listening, if they're anything like mine. <laughs> I, I do better with my children. I don't like to diagnose myself. I actually have a friend who's in healthcare who is a closeted medical intuitive. By the way, I think a lot of the great doctors great practitioners, great acupuncturists, great chiropractors. A lot of those people are medical intuitives too. They just don't talk about it. No, it's so true. I know that. Every acupuncturist and chiropractor I know has this ability that I work with. I had a very weird incident, a very quick story. Somebody was working on me and said, oh my God, I think you have an aneurysm. And I was like, I don't even have headaches. There's nothing wrong with me. And I was really angry because I wasn't in there for diagnosis. I was in there for like a massage. <laughs> and, 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 but I got freaked out because I'm like, well, I should look at myself. So I went to my friend who's a medical intuitive, again, closeted practitioner in another field. And he said, you don't have an aneurysm. Do you even have a headache? I go, oh, he goes, forget it. This one's crazy. Get over it. Yeah. So I actually went back to her and I said, I'm not going to refer anybody to you anymore mm-hmm. because you should never tell people things they don't ask you to tell them. Right. And you're giving somebody a massage. Don't tell them stuff like that. You'll scare the heck out of them. Right. It's stressful. I mean, you're there to de-stress. So the answer is no, I really don't. I mean, mm-hmm. for little stuff, like if my knee hurts, and usually deal with that. Mm-hmm. But for anything big or anything scary, I don't trust myself about myself. Yeah, right. I have an agenda. Right, right. <laughs> it's too close to the situation. I don't want it to be true, so I'm going to say that is not true. Yeah. <laughs> um, so what are typical symptoms that you hear the most like that are harder for doctors to diagnose, yet easier for you to decipher. Um, autoimmune stuff mm-hmm. is big, really big. Um, one of the things I want to say about autoimmune stuff is a lot of times doctors will say you have autoimmune disease, but you're, you may just be having an autoimmune response. And mm-hmm. people get all treated with all this tons of stuff and really bad drugs when it's just a response that they're having short-term. I just want to put that out there. Right. And, and so getting rid of what's triggering your body to have this response, right, is then it goes away. But a lot of autoimmune stuff, a lot of chronic pain stuff, 
a lot of digestive and just whole gut issues. There's a lot of gut issues. And Are those yeah, easy fixes? The digestive stuff is almost always an easy fix, honestly. Unless they have H. pylori, in which case they got to go get an antibiotic, then they can come back to me. Most of the time, that's a really easy fix. It comes from the way that we eat. It comes from environmental stuff. It comes from stresses. It comes from steroids, antibiotics. Mm-hmm. Usually that stuff is an easy fix. I mean, it may not be a quick fix, but it's an easy fix. I have to put in a plug for that. When you go to a doctor, you expect to get a pill and you expect things to get better instantly. That doesn't happen with alternative medicine. It takes a while. Mm-hmm. Low and slow. <clears throat> right. So you're not going to have a bad drug reaction, but it's going to take longer. Right. To reverse it. There was one story I read about on your website where a man that had migraines and it was something really connected to his spine when he came to you. Yeah. Which I thought yeah. was interesting that so many people want to give you migraine medicine versus right. really see what's going on deeper. So that was interesting. But that's true for everything. That's this whole silo of medicine thing. Mm-hmm. You know, it, everybody's become so specialized that they don't look beyond their area of expertise. And it, that's why when I see somebody, my appointments are an hour and a half, and everybody says, why are they so long? They're an hour and a half because I have to go through everything. I want the whole history of your life. I want to know everything that happened to you medically and, and I want and stress-wise. I want to, not everything, but you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And I want to know what medications you're on, what medications you've been on in case it's a drug reaction that's going on. Mm-hmm. And so I take the time to look at someone. Half of my work is being a good medical intuitive and seeing stuff. The other half of my work is being a good diagnostician mm-hmm. right. and listening and hearing somebody's story. Mm-hmm. People are so relieved to be heard. Right. And the big picture is so important when you you think about how even a cortisol shot can affect you later in life or yes. Epstein-Barr virus can ha- affect yes. you later in life. So it really is amazing how much I've learned from really Eastern medicine versus Western medicine. Um, right, and now I'm dealing with long haulers with post-COVID stuff, and, and that's a whole new field, and we're just feeling our way around. It's, mm-hmm. You know, it's going to be the next big, long autoimmune disease kind of thing. It's going to be that kind of a deal where it's got so much stuff going on related to it. Mm-hmm. Right. Can you explain soul retrieval? That's something on your website you talk about. Yes. Again, a lot of stuff... I I always joke about being a Virgo psychic. So (laughs) I want documentation. I want evidence. I want to read people's research papers on things. Mm -hmm. So it was really hard for me to start doing things like talking to dead people and soul retrieval. But this stuff really, really works. And I think it works on two levels. Okay, soul retrieval is something in this life or a past life that is stopping you from being your your best self and it usually is an incident and many times it's not something that you may even be aware of mm-hmm. when it's a past life thing it can follow through into this life i know it's hard to believe this stuff and i didn't really believe it either but i kept seeing it happen mm-hmm. and by seeing it over and over again and seeing this technique really release people from their traumas and release people from their stuff and change the way they feel so, for example, if something bad had happened to you 
in your early life that you didn't remember or in a past life, mm-hmm. that that traumatic event informs your activity. Mm-hmm. It's not such a big reach. They're discovering that women that had um, trauma in their lives, the children that they bear carry that same post-traumatic stress reaction or similar. Mm-hmm. So it's not a big reach to think that things happen intergenerationally. Right. No, I, I can totally understand that. What are shamanic studies? Shamanic studies are started because so many people are not really happy with their traditional religious background in mm-hmm. some way, but they want to be spiritual and they want to incorporate higher powers into their life. They want to incorporate communication with people that have passed or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. They want to have a spiritual life. So I'm the non-sectarian guide to figuring out where you want to live spiritually. Mm -hmm. So I don't care where you come in. This is my my visual image. The way it works is like the Roman Colosseum where they have all those archways all the way around. Mm Mm-hmm doesn't matter what door you go in. It's all going the same place. <laughs> right, right. Well, um, so, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I have methods and techniques that I use to help people clean their house spiritually and figure out the ways in which those techniques that work for them to do that. And then if they have psychic gifts or if they have other gifts, try to figure out what they are and incorporate that into their spiritual practice. Mm-hmm. A lot of times people are changing course in their life. They've had a a more traditional job, it's never felt quite right and they want to move into something else, uh, or they just notice things or feel things and they want to have a practice that feels right to them. Mm-hmm. So I can put in a plug for my book, which which is called Your Soul's Companion, which is my teachings, the way I teach this. My students asked me to write this so that it would be easier, and so that happened, and it's an audiobook and a Kindle. Oh, and yeah. I'm writing another book for a called Raising Psychic Children, mm-hmm. because it was hard for me. And and my daughter's comment was, oh, maybe you'll get it right this time. <laughs> <laughs> does your daughter have this gift or any of your children? My Because it does run in fan- sees, families. My daughter sees dead people, which is not my favorite thing. But it was when she was about two or three years old, she said, who are those people standing in the doorway? And I went, holy moly, we're in trouble now. (laughs) I know. I have one too. So I think all of this is so fascinating. And really, it also helps you just really become your best self. And to see so many autoimmune disorders in young people. And I've had this theory that stress activates all this. Do you think stress has a big part and the health you see with your clients? Absolutely. Stress creates the fight-or-flight response, which puts strain on your adrenals, which puts strain on your thyroid, which puts strain on your entire bodily system. Mm -hmm. And there's all kinds of stress. There's physical stress. There's emotional stress. There's um, psychological stress. We've all been through a horribly stressful period with COVID. There's so much stress. And it actually does change your content of what's in your body. It changes the chemicals in your body. Mm-hmm. And and yes, absolutely, it's a big piece of the puzzle. Right. Well, how can people get in touch with you? If you can share your email or website information or Instagram. Yeah, it's www.wendymarks.com. 
and I am on YouTube, and I am very marginally on Facebook. I have a newsletter, which you can look at and see if you, and videos on my website. And if you want to contact me, you can contact me by phone or by just going up on my website and doing the number that's on there or emailing me from there. Those are all ways to get a hold of me. Right, and I would suggest that people watch your videos on your website, and that's Wendy Marks, Wendy with a Y, Marks, M-A-R-K-S, dot com, because that um, was really helpful to understand how you work and how this works. I mean, something that the audience should know is with all my guests, I have my family work with them before I interview you. And my daughter was a crazy all-American athlete and you literally listed every single broken bone in her body (laughs) and got them all right and added two more. And she said, I didn't know about the ribs, but that totally made sense. I remember when this happened. And so it was funny because we, you're the real deal. And it was really helpful information that you gave her and really made us wonder why we hadn't met you five years earlier. <laughs> so. Oh, she's a, she's an amazing person. She's, oh, she's a superstar. She's, well, she's great. thanks. And I, I really appreciate your time today, and I hope a lot of people get in touch with you. I'm going to add your email, WLM922, Nine. at WendyMarks.com. Is that yeah. correct? Yes. Okay. WLM is a Mary922 at WendyMarks.com. Okay. And one more thing I would say just is if people are uncertain whether or not they feel comfortable, I'm perfectly fine just doing a free 15-minute quickie call to see if they feel comfortable and if it's a match. I think that every practitioner should be willing to do this because it makes people just get a little more comfort level. No, I agree. When your health is at issue, you will try anything. And sometimes that makes you pray to people that aren't the real deal. And so I think it's really important to connect with someone before and just trust your intuition that this person's right. And when you're stressed out, it's hard to hear that intuition, but it's really important in finding the right doctors. I mean, we've all had that doctor that didn't work out and, or that, that healer that maybe wasn't helpful. So it's really a good idea to have them talk to you before. So thank you, and hope to have you back on our podcast again. This has been really interesting. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. You're welcome. So we'll end today with a short meditation. Try to get in a comfortable place. You can be seated or lying flat on your back. Our mind is a very busy place and the reason meditation is so important is to release that party in your head release the clutter scan your body for a moment starting with your feet and allow your feet and ankles to feel loose and relaxed mentally scan your shins and calves allowing them to feel relaxed bit by bit. Your body becomes more and more relaxed with each moment. Imagine your thighs becoming more relaxed, loose, soft. 
Observe the sensations in your body, your feet, your hands. With every inhale, I want you to visualize a stronger, beautiful body, just as you are. And with every exhale, allow the tension or illness to leave your body. Imagine as you breathe in, all the internal organs are operating just as they should. And as you exhale, all the worry leaves your body. Allow your hips to relax, feeling more open and soft. Inhaling, fueling your body with oxygen, reaching every cell. Everything is operating just as it should. And now exhale. Imagine that you feel content and happy with your physical self. Start to soften your internal organs, relax your chest. Let your back feel more relaxed, grounded. Relax your shoulders and neck. If it feels tight, tense it and then release. Imagine your arms feeling loose and heavy and travel down your palms and fingers, allowing all the tension to melt away. Unclench your teeth and relax your jaw. Soften your cheeks and your eyelids. Let go of criticism and return to the sensation in your hands and your feet. Imagine you are interested and curious in this feeling. Observe how the top of your head feels. And if you start thinking or judging, just let it go. Just notice the thoughts and bring awareness back into the sensations of your hands and your feet. Allow all the muscles in the face to relax. Soften your cheeks and your eyelids. And just watch the worry dissipate. And with every breath, you feel calmer and safer, more relaxed. Your body feels strong, longer, leaner, beautiful. Imagine appreciating the sheer power of your amazing body. Fuel this body. Take care of your wonderful body. With every exhale, all the tension and worry leaves your beautiful, strong body. Mindfulness is simply self-love, empathy, gratitude, releasing feelings. It's the intentional awareness of thoughts and feelings. 
So try to keep this mindful state of mind, especially when stressed, instead of existing in a fight or flight state. It takes practice to have mindfulness become habit. Mindfulness does not allow the drama of feelings to zap your spirit. It remains very skeptical of feelings. You notice they're there, but hope that sitting in this deeper state of awareness will allow the feelings to pass. Mindfulness meditation allows you to just be without judgment. Sometimes, if we can sit with feelings of sadness, envy, or rage, the feeling actually leaves your body. That stillness allows you to clear those negative thought patterns and emotions, making way for new, healthy, positive energy to fill your being. So just allow your body to simply sit in this calm stillness, Inhale for five counts. Exhale for six. Continue to focus on the breath, inhaling for five. Exhaling for six. I'm going to leave you here in this peaceful, calm state. Be sure to subscribe to Mary Kay's Positivity Podcast, and I hope you'll join us again soon. Namaste.